Albuquerque's Metro Aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, hour number two, D-Dowd Muscat to my left, couple of calls on hold, hopefully those aren't a little prank calls, and, uh, you know, I like to think that things are getting better, people are happier, but there's a brand new study that has just come out, and it's all about talking about the comfort level with leisure activities for millennials, because we all need to worry about the youth. Here it is. Going out to eat has dropped from 39 to 30%. Finally impacting Going on vacation, only one quarter want to go on vacation, 23%. Going to a shopping mall, 24%. Being, going to a museum, 15%. Going to the movies, 13%. Going to the gym, 12%. How about going to an amusement park, 11%, going to a concert, 9%, and traveling abroad, 8%. Yep, I'll tell you what. The Democrats are one giant wet blanket. That's really all this is, folks. You guys need to understand what they're putting on. And, uh, hey, they all want you to stay home and watch Michelle Obama rail against Donald Trump, who apparently can't get it done, and uh, he's not up to the job. He did... What you guys couldn't do in eight years, he did in three. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Go it once. Go in twice. So I, you there? Call her. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I was hoping to talk to Eddie. This is Eddie, but you're live on the air. Well, I I really I, I'm calling because I am just I, I'm stage four cancer, and I am so happy that you are out there for us and uh you are a blessing to all of us and i i wish you all good things in life and thank you thank you for being there for us what's your name honey uh susan susan um yeah uh let's let's talk a little bit about you let's talk about uh what you want to talk about uh I appreciate the compliments but uh what what concerns you obviously your health is number one, but what concerns you about everything for what you're going to be leaving behind what what is it that you want to think about uh going forward what would make you feel better What would make me feel better is to be given more time to do the things that I have not finished up in life. And uh, I'm going to put it this way, that the divine, loving spark of God should stay alive in me for as long as I need to do what I need to do while I'm still here and to grow spiritually and in every divine way possible in my life. I am so glad you called, and um, I don't know the right words to say. Or... You don't need to. You're there. That's what, uh, and that's why I'm so grateful that you're out there. You're working for us, and uh, I just I can't tell you anymore except that uh, I'm just so thankful that you're out there for us. Well, you call or text me and let me know how you're doing, and uh, I will keep you not just in my prayers, but I'll be. I, and Rudy, Rudy knows this. I'll be thinking about you all the time. Yep. Um, Rudy's Bible. This is great. This is good yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you guys have to remember how. I mean, I might come off as big and brash and burly, but I'm actually a kind no, of a no, big no, stuff. No, so no. I'll be thinking you're a lot out about there you. For us, your heart is so, in it, and yeah, and uh, that to me is a blessing for me too. 
you your know. phone call is an absolute blessing, and uh, um, I know Rudy's running some stuff down, but we'll be thinking about you. You call back any time, okay? Well, thank you so much, and keep up the good work. You're doing, uh, you're doing God's will. I don't know what else you can say to words like that, right, Rudy? I mean, and someone just, tells you that it's just uh, amazing. You have. I mean, we talk about not having any more time in you know this election year and. 77 days, and we think about what's in front of us, and for this woman to, you know, muster up the, uh, I don't want to say courage, but just, you know, the, the idea to just pick up the phone and give us a call and let us know, I think is just, that that's worth the whole show today. And how many people that heard that are encouraged as well because they recognize what's going on in their life? They, too, can overcome. She's saying she wants to be there as long as she can. We need everybody. You have such a wonderful group of people that listen to this station. Yeah, we got good people. We got good people. We've got a show to do. Let's do one for Susan and for everybody else uh, out there, all the Susans out there. 550, 500. People aren't getting enough out of life. Susan wants to get more out of life. I just read you the latest data charts and insights coming from Morning Consult that people are not, your children are suffering I'm literally watching it. I mean, you, you're not seeing my children necessarily suffer. In fact, sort of seeing my kids in, in a weird way, right, down get better. But, I mean, there is a lot of children who don't have the opportunity, mm. don't have the privilege, don't have the ability to, like, go with dad to work or go with mom to work or deal with this or deal with that. They're not in these types of situations. Your children being out of school are suffering. And, you know, at the end of our lives, we're all going to be asking, just like Susan, we just wish we had more time. Yeah. That's it. And you heard what she's looking for, more enlightenment, more uh, spirituality, and, and I think more closure on her life to, to make her feel as if the life that she's lived is a life worth lived. And her life has been taken away from her. She doesn't know. None of us know the hour, the time, the day, or how it's all going to come to pass. But, folks, we're literally taking life for granted. When we're pushing this COVID-19 stuff and demanding that people shut down the rest of their lives, we're not, we're, we're not rev, re, revering anybody else's life. You just heard it right there. We I, simply are not. I dare say we're not going to be thinking at the end of our lives, I wish I spent more time on Facebook and Twitter. I wish I spent more time quarantining myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure that's what we all... I know. wish I spent more time trying to get somebody fired from their job because they said something I don't like. <laughs> oh, they didn't wear a mask. It's family, yeah. it's nature, it's uh, your religious faith. I right. mean, that's what it is, folks. Well, um, I'm going to take this into a different direction because one of the things that... Uh, I, I got off the phone uh, today with the uh, head, Lee Habib, with, uh, who's the director and uh, founder. He's the one who started Laura Ingram and Radio. And he has a great program called Our American Stories. And I was listening as I was working on a Sunday, and for those of you who saw my Facebook post with the, the you see all the vehicles, all the, the, I don't know what they were doing, they were doing the uh, Fast and Furious uh, stuff, but I got kind of upset. It was a, a story about Harriet Tubman, and it wasn't the fact that Harriet Tubman was on the radio or that we were learning about her history. I mean, I, that much I appreciated, you know, the Underground Railroad, I, I appreciated all of that stuff. What really upset me was the fact that I've literally seen no preservation of our Hispanic history, which was here literally 180 years. If you look at Onyata or my family from 1587, 180 years ever before George Washington, yep. Thomas Jefferson, any of this stuff. 
I said, well, how can you tell our American stories if you're missing the first 200 years of this? Or dare I say it, the first 500 years prior to that when we go to Acoma Pueblo. These are stories that need to be told. There's winners, there's losers, there's victors. I mean, if you look at the Pueblo of Acoma, it's the, uh, the longest living civilization, yeah. I believe. In North America, North America. not beyond. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at that. And these are stories that need to be told. But I was particularly upset because that book that is on the uh, desk that's in there where, where Dowd's at. And, you know, these are my forefathers from and your forefathers, as I'm speaking, of 56% of Hispanics uh, out there. The Fray Angelico Chavez, his statue was desecrated by people who don't understand any history whatsoever, who have an agenda, and your politicians are letting them destroy it. Now, I'm not so upset about the people who are destroying it, because they're kind of stupid. They don't really know any better. They just feel like they've got carte blanche to go ahead and destroy statues, that they can go ahead and destroy history. What really upset me is that our politicians are allowing it, encouraging it, and weaponizing it, and using it to further their power take here in this state. And taking a, a, a man who's recognized by the uh, Spanish crown, and Frederick Angelico Chavez, and, and really letting you understand where you come from, the history of your family, as preserved by way of the Catholic Church, and he did a number of other things as well. Those politicians should be held accountable for that, for the destruction of public property, for the removal of our history. And I believe, I mean, I could put this a little bit less uh, politically correct. I believe these people should be removed from office, and we should be allowed to tell our story of what we're proud of, because everybody, whatever their heritage is, not just black people, not just a red nation or Native American, but us Hispanic people have been marginalized forever. Have you noticed that nobody pays attention to Hispanics whatsoever? Well, I think they're starting to just listen just a little bit. In their political correctness, they gave a million dollars to Black Lives Matter or the uh, black community or black businesses. I, I see these black businesses here in town. They're like, well, you know, support me. I'm a black business. Well, what, meanwhile, we don't support all the rest of the businesses because, what, are they not black? Is that what we destroyed them? Because nobody wins with they're they're politics. Right? It's, a, it's a game nobody can ever win. Yeah, do we destroy Nonsense. them because they're not black? It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. I mean, I don't know if I'm walking into somebody's business if they're white or black or brown or what. I don't care. It's like they have that type of thing there or they have that type of restaurant. I'm going to go into that type of restaurant. just happens to be just the, the way it is. I want, I want to know from Rudy what the percentage, the uh, uh, ethnic and racial breakdown of all your clients are, Rudy, right now, just to show that you're right. being fair. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, wait, wait. Or like in Louisville, do, are 23% right. of your clients, right. Rudy, right. are they black American? Yep. You know, this is kind of a... But we're never stopped to think about it. And really, no, I don't know how we could would. consider this country a success until 50% of all STEM jobs in this country are female. So I want to talk about this because I believe that New Mexico needs to tell its story. Because it was here before the founding of this country. Indeed. Back our first president, 1789. If you think about the story that we need to tell, and Lee Habib and the rest of this country wants to hear what's going on here in New Mexico, and why is your governor, why is your mayor, why are these people letting them do what they do and destroy and participate in this? You see what's happened in Seattle and Portland. It's risen to the point where if it's not contained... 
Who do they ultimately go after? Well, uh, in the case of a, a trucker who was killed or a guy in a truck no. who was pulled out of his car and killed. Or the police officer, multiple police officers getting battered and bruised. Or police officers who were shot, which happen to be African-American. You don't even you know, hear about them whatsoever. Or in the case of a five-year-old little boy just this past week. There's so many casualties of this political weaponized agenda that it, where does it stop? So we have to stop it here. And we have to be able to tell our story and be proud in doing so. We shouldn't have to apologize for our history that you didn't partake in. It happened to just be the history that we inherited. And yes, maybe you might be blood related, but that does not make you guilty or responsible. That'd be me like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to hold you responsible for what your grandparent, your great grandparent did. What kind of world do we live in in which that takes place? Yeah, well, that's the new reality right now. The city of Albuquerque is now asking for feedback, of all things, on the Oñate statue. And it's a little bit of about face here for them, because they're asking these seven questions, and they're trying to, I think, save a little face, because they played their politics, they realized that they bullied us, and Stephen Baca and anybody else who was down there, you know, speaking out against it. So here's Alicia Manzano. I don't even know if she knows her heritage, Right. But I guarantee, I mean, I, I used to make fun of, you know, people in Hispanic who kind of get after each other. It's like, what's your last name? I could tell more or less if you have a heritage based upon your last name. Because generally, you're named after locations like Montaños. They're like, yeah, 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 from the mountains, you know. Or I used to give a, a hard time to other people because you're named after the sea or you're named after this or that. Okay? We all have to preserve our history. And for those of us don't, don't, who don't have a history, we need to know more about whatever history we can possibly gather so you can create your history going forward. So the city of Albuquerque is giving multiple options, including keeping the statue out of view, moving it to a different location, and putting it back in its original location. Now, we've all sat here and complained. We're all angry. We're all upset. But Albuquerque... Can you not get yourself organized enough to respond to this and let them know that you want them to put that statue back in its original place rather than just sit here and complain about the APD or anything? Can you do that for me? Can you guys go to the city of Albuquerque on this survey, which I'm going to go ahead and share on Facebook, and I want you to share it. Get on this survey and let people know that you want them to put it back in its original place. This is your chance. Silence means consent, okay? Now, they're going to have all sorts of people who are going to go through and, you know, put it down 100 times, 1,000 times, 10,000 times. Go back and vote to put Juan de Oñate back in his original place where he has been since 1999 to the tune of 800, was it $800,000 or $850,000, something like that? Ballpark, yeah. The city has also re received a petition to rename five Albuquerque parks. Coronado, Alvarado, Juan de Oñate, Columbus, and Kit Carson. I told you yesterday about my experience at Boise State. They probably named all of those little towns over anything but those people. I think we've got to decide that we're going to go ahead and stand up for ourselves. And it's real easy by just sharing the survey. Now, the media continues to get worse and worse. You saw a horrible write-up by the Albuquerque Journal last week. Well, what was the guy's name? Enrique something or other. Mm -hmm. And he wrote, and it was really tailored to support Antifa, the left, and basically uh, all but crucified Stephen Baca, as far as I was concerned. I thought it was a very uh, a poorly written and unfair piece. 
and it put the Antifa members and cast them in a light. He can't walk. He got shot nine times. We only saw four shots that actually went off. Let's not exaggerate here, folks. He does not have nine holes in his body, Mr. Scott Williams. I mean, let's get past ourselves. So they decided on Friday that this whole thing is now going to go to trial. And I think this requires your attention. I think this is one of the most important cases that's there because you have video. It allows each and every person to play Monday morning quarterback. You see what happens. You see Stephen Baca. You see him sort of milling around. There's only about 10 or 15 other people who are trying to keep Onyate there, and you see about two to 300 protesters who are trying to tear it down. It's a clear case of intimidation. That is a microcosm of what's happening overall in our political atmosphere right now. I think each and every one of you requires your attention on this case and let your voices be heard amongst your families, amongst your friends, amongst social media. I think this is an important thing because if you were in the same situation and you wanted to preserve your heritage and you saw it being taken down by people who aren't even from here, well, you might be emotional. I don't say that you're probably going to take out a handgun, but you are going to try and defend yourself if you're going to be ganged up on by three, four, five people who are saying, I'm going to effing kill you. And yet we have figured out a way to go ahead and demonize Stephen Baca in the media. I should say we as in the other we, not not this radio station. According to the write-up, the court heard from one witness on Friday, Detective Lukanoff was not at the scene when the shooting happened, was called to it, and she was on the call homicide detective that day. She led the initial investigation, which she said consisted of briefings, interviews, and reviewing video. She also wrote the criminal complaint against Baca before the investigation was turned over to a new agency. If you're like me, you know that there should not be a criminal investigation into Stephen Baca without there being a criminal investigation into the other players who were also there to keep it even. Absolutely. Before closing arguments on Friday, Jaramillo, Judge Jaramillo addressed her concerns with some of the testimonies presented on Thursday. It included the testimony of the shooting victim, Scott Williams, and his timeline of events versus what pictures and the videos of the scene show. She also had concerns surrounding Baca's intent to harm and the cause of great bodily harm when shooting William. This is huge. The judge questioning the prosecution. This is huge. If you don't pay attention to this, and also pay attention to the uh, last name of the judge as well, I think it's important to realize they're trying to erase you. They're trying to suggest that you don't matter, and what's more, that you cannot defend yourself. Why is the state police involved in this investigation? How did the APD mess this up? Now that we know that they were told to stand down, not engage, not protect public property, and let them tear it down, right? They, they, only, need, they only needed to preserve life and, I don't know, what, what was the it? The museum itself. The museum yeah. itself, yeah, but not the accoutrement uh, outside of the museum, right? All right. That's malfeasance. Your mayor your chief of police, they should all be removed. Now, there was an interesting editorial, and I don't have it in front of me, on Sunday. And it literally replicated everything that I said. Okay? And we talked about Dennis Domsorowski's piece, who's been doing a great job, as well as a former mayoral candidate for the Democrat Party, by the way, and former friend, Pete Donnell. He doesn't talk to me anymore. He's actually one of the guys who... Uh, 
who kind of uh, uh, skirted me along over at uh, Boy State, interesting enough, him and uh, his good friend Fred Mieta. But the angle was it, the angle was is that there's so much corruption within the brass that there needs to be somebody accountable. And they directly went to Geyer, his buddy, I believe his last name was Rice or Ross. Ross, yeah. And then it went all the way up to the very top in Mayor Tim Keller. These are people who are allowing this type of environment to go ahead and be created. And they're helping take down these statues. And it goes right back to the very beginning of we're not telling our story. Stephen Baca has a story. I have a story. All of you here who have been here for, I don't know, 10 years, 5 years, 200 years, you need to tell your story of whatever it happens to be. But particularly Hispanics who are just getting driven out in mainstream media so we can go, what, see, to 2.5% of our population. Why is this racial at this point? Well, now this is almost requiring you to be a little bit racial, to stand up for yourself and where you come from. When you don't do so, this is what happens. You get run over, just like Stephen Baca, in spite of you being in the right. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Talk about more crime. Two Albuquerque men arrested as part of Operation Legend. Martinez in Madrid, after agents say Martinez tried to sell them meth. Found about uh, $5,200 in all that. There were three homicides over the weekend, which we didn't get to yesterday. We, we were on that beat long before anybody else. They did a lot of that last year. It was a record-breaking year. We are on fire to break last year's record, folks. Yeah, we are uh, surpassing 50, and uh, we will likely surpass the 83 as things get worse and worse and worse economically. As people are out of jobs, as drug and alcohol abuse increases, as drug abuse increases, as businesses are out of business. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you're going to see that increase. And you can't blame Trump for any of that. 528 back and forth.